With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. And as you could tell from the either title or description of this podcast, jam-packed defensive ranking episode today. Cornerback rankings, edge rankings, all in one here on this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. So um, sit back and enjoy. But before we do that, I'm going to send it to my co-host Alex. We have a couple things to talk about here and then we'll get you right into those rankings. Alex, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm excited to be here and, you know, talk a little bit about some defensive prospects, edge and cornerback, like you mentioned. Um, and, you know, this is these are two positions that obviously are going to be really important for the Giants in this upcoming draft. And, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, obviously we talk about where we have these guys ranked uh, and in which order we would like the Giants to take them if they were all available in this hypothetical situation. Um, but, yeah, I'm doing well. Josh, how are you doing today? It's almost our spring break, so that's that's exciting for us. Oh my god, and a break we need, Alex. Uh, it's been a long, long time since winter break, and that was our last one. That was all the way back in December. And now, I know we all say, you know, the school year's been going fast, whatever. Um, I mean, I guess in the long run, you're like, oh my god, it's already April, but this week is definitely going to be nice. Uh, but we're going to come back to a definitely jam-packed rest of the year with all these like uh you know finals and ap exams and all that fun stuff you gotta hate it but uh what we do gotta love is the nfl draft right so let's talk about some draft stuff here talk about something we love and that's the giants in the draft so the giants scheduled to meet with aiden hutchinson today so they probably did meet with him when we're recording this wednesday april 13th and our other piece of news the giants hosted nc state's offensive tackle ike mcquanu for a visit on monday april 11th that's our news. <laughs> um, you know, we had an episode for you out on Monday, which you can check out. So um, if you want to hear some more Giants news, because we had some more there. But when we're recording this Wednesday night, not really much uh, more than these rankings. But again, like Alex said, got, I mean, we're assuming that one of these positional guys will be, you know, either an edge uh, rusher or a cornerback will be selected by the Giants in the first or second round. I got to assume. Like one of those positions will be gone or will be taken by the Giants then, whether it's, you know, offensive tackle at five, then edge at seven, and then cornerback second round. But I feel like at least one of the two will be selected by the end of the second round for the, by the New York Giants. But anyway, enough confusion by my talk. Um, Alex, are you ready? Are you ready to go? I'm ready. I'm, I've been, I was born ready. There we go. What do you want to go to first? You choose. Edge. Let's go edge. I feel like that's, that's what a lot of Giants fans, you know, you know, I guess Sauce Gardner's kind of come up recently as a, a big hot topic name, but I feel like Edge is really where we started. So uh, let's do Edge. 
All right. So edge it is again, just a quick reminder. I don't know if any of our stuff is a little off or outdated. This was uh, recorded a a few days ago, Um, but here is our top edges in the 2022 NFL draft. Yeah, they are. So we can start out with that. Uh, the special mention that you talked about, that's going to be Jermaine Johnson, six foot five, 254 pounds out of Florida State. He's a junior. And uh, you can already start out with what his pros and cons are. And after that point, uh, we will talk about a little blurb I have for some of these guys that happen at their combine when it comes to the kind of like a little bit of stats. We also have a player comparison for anyone who's new. And then we uh, talk about where they could go in the draft and rank them uh, on a scale of one to 10 uh, based on this this section, it's different for each uh, category or um, position, excuse me. So we for the edges, we have athleticism, pass rush, run defense, te- and technique. Uh, and you can check out uh, either on the podcast or on other videos. We did quarterback, running back. Is that it? No, they're unoffensive tackles. Anyway, go ahead, Alex. Yeah, O, t- yeah, o tackles. Um, so Jermaine Johnson, he is someone who has great length and strength. Uh, a little bit of rhyme there. He, he's, you know, he's really good at, you know, he has quick bursts. I'm, I was trying to find the word there. He's, he's really quick bursts uh, on the edge. He doesn't exactly have the best bend in the class. Uh, I was talking, we were talking in our seven round mock draft for the Giants. Uh, we had them taking Josh Pascal, uh, edge out of Kentucky in the third round, I believe. And he kind of, we were talking, they're very similar in the way, uh, you know, the, their play style, their play types, their attributes, except Jermaine Johnson's just kind of better at everything. Um, so he's, he's got great length and strength. His bend is just not really elite, uh, which is kind of his problem. He's great against the run. Uh, you know, he, he, he always is able to hold, set the edge, hold the edge. Uh, and that's something that's always going to be valuable in the NFL level. Uh, you know, has a variety of pass rushing moves. He, you know, he can spin inside, uh, go outside, he does struggle with the power rush a bit uh, for someone who, you know, has the size that he does. Uh, he sometimes struggles in in power rush technique uh, and just power rush in general. And his lateral agility, again, kind of similar. We're talking bend lateral agility as well. Not super great. Uh, and that's kind of where you're at with Jermaine Johnson. But certainly a guy, I, I think him and the next few before we get to our top two, as you can probably predict, right. uh, I think you know, they're all really close to each other. And you can make an argument that Jermaine Johnson could be three or he could be six as we have him here. And I mentioned like the some stats I'll mention. Uh, I said mentioned twice there. Uh, these are from the senior bowl specifically. He, he was one of the biggest winners at the senior bowl. Uh, you know, let's see what I have here. Not only at the combine, he posted a 4.58 40 yard dash. He also had a 1.55 10 yard split. He was a 10th pick in uh, whoever wrote this mock draft, I don't have the name on it specifically. Uh, I think it was from ESPN. Um, and also, uh, it says it's now far. Oh, it's now fair to wonder whether he'll last that long, given his combine of or combination of burst strength, length, uh, thirty-four inch arms, and production. And that's something that Alex you were mentioning going to his pros. Going into our little category here of how we rank him, his comparison to the NFL. His NFL comparison, Max Crosby. He's an early to mid first round pick. Athleticism is an eight, pass rush an eight, run defense eight, technique a seven, which is then going to give you a 7.8 out 
out of 10 for our first special mention, Jermaine Johnson. Moving on now to our top five. We start out with David Ajabo, six foot four, 250 pounds, Michigan junior. Yeah, with Ajabo, obviously it was unfortunate uh, that he got injured at his pro day. He got, I believe it was a torn Achilles, I want to say, similar injury to what Cam Akers had, right, uh, for the Rams, right? That's where he plays for. Yeah, Cam Akers on the Rams. Ignoring his injury, he obviously didn't really get to show much at his pro day. Because of that, he's got crazy athleticism. He's just an athletic freak. Um, you know, he's probably the most athletic edge rusher in this class. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau slightly behind. We'll get to him a bit later. He's explosive. He's got great bend. He's got, you know, he's got a great speed rush. Uh, and he will beat you around the edge nine times out of ten. Where, where he struggles a bit is his technique. Uh, in terms of his power rush, he doesn't have a great variety of moves uh, in many pass rushing moves. His run defense certainly is something to you know be desired. He needs to improve that at the NFL level. And, um, you know, he, he's a very raw prospect. He just started playing football a few years ago. Uh, and that's something you could definitely see. But he certainly, I'd say, in my opinion, has the most upside of any, bar Malik Willis, of any prospect in this draft class. So now with the injury, that could have him slotting down very differently from what we have him here as an early first round pick. So just keep that in mind. His NFL comparison we have here is Chandler Jones. And honestly, Alex, I'm going to change the grade from this early first round. I think with this injury of the torn Achilles, could it be anything from a late first round to an early second round pick? He can fall to the early 30s. I I think so, uh, David Ajabo. I I. I think it'll really lower uh, his value, but uh, you're shaking your head differently. That's just my opinion. I, I don't, I don't think he makes it past twenty. But yeah, I, I think he was probably a top ten pick before the injury. I think he slides down at least ten picks. Hey, we'll I have to wait and that. see for draft day, and then we can see who's right yeah, at the end sure. of things. So, I mean, wouldn't you be happy if he falls to the second round? New York Giants take him there with our early second round pick. I mean. I would be ecstatic, but then again, I'm not going to get myself overly excited for something I don't think is going to happen. Well, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, for his rankings, we have athleticism at a 9.5, pass rush at an 8, run defense a 6, technique a 7, totaling for also a 7.8, very similar, if, or the same uh, rating as uh, Jermaine Johnson. We just kind of rank him uh, higher. Another guy we rank higher here is number four, Trayvon Walker, who's six foot five, two hundred seventy-two pounds, Georgia line, uh, Georgia uh, edge rusher. Sorry, of a junior from there. Yeah, Trayvon Walker was one of those combine standouts. Ran a four-five-one forty-yard dash. Just looked amazing in the drills. He has elite athleticism, very similar to David Ajabo. I think you know that's another name uh, who's kind of like behind Ajabo, but I think he's very much. Uh, you know, up there in terms of athleticism. He has versatility. He played in the inside. He played on the outside for Georgia in that Georgia defense. And I think something that a lot of people don't mention is when you're on a winning team like that Georgia defense, it's always great to, you know, be, he was, he's played around great players. He was overshadowed a lot by great players. His numbers maybe are not the best, but you saw what he did at the combine. You, you know, you see bursts of it on tape. He's another really high upside guy. He's a great first step. He's great in run defense, um, and you know he's just overall a very well-rounded player. In terms of his pass rush moves, his technique, not the best. It's similar to Ajabo, maybe even a bit worse. Um, and, and obviously his numbers, like I mentioned before, just not really elite enough to consider himself a top 10 pick, but now a lot of people after his outstanding combine are mocking him in that area. 
definitely like Trayvon Walker. For the Giants, don't really think he's a great fit. I think you really need an like I I don't think I don't know. I don't like Trayvon Walker for the Giants. I like him as a player, but I don't like him for the Giants. Uh, it's complicated. There's various reasons for that, but this isn't you know why I don't want him for the Giants video. Uh, but great, mm-hmm. great edge rusher, number four in the class for me. Uh, but yeah, great, great player, not for the Giants. And I know you mentioned his four five one blistering speed. You also gotta take into account his very long arms, his length. He had uh, the longest arms. Yeah, no prospect had longer arms on this list. A 35 and a half inch um, length. So that's something to definitely take into consideration. For his NFL comparison, if anyone remembers, what is that, the Daniel Jones 2019 class? 2019 was Daniel Jones, if I'm correct. Um, Rashad Gary was in that also 2019 class. I don't know if that was Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, th- I think so, yeah. Alex, check check when Daniel Jones was drafted. Or I could check it, whatever. No, but- it's it's 2019. Because 2020 was Andrew Thomas, so yeah, 2019. Okay. So then grade early first round. I don't know why I compared Rashad Gary, but whatever. Same draft class. You get what I mean. Uh, we also have an early first round figure for Walker. Athleticism a nine. Run uh, pass rush a seven. Run defense a nine. Technique a five. And again, another 7.8 here. I know all three of them are the same. And it's like, how are you going to rank them? That's the eye test right there. When you talk about the eye test, what we see we value Trayvon Walker at four, Ojabo at five, and the special mention of number six, Jermaine Johnson. Moving on to number three, George Karloftis. I really like this guy, but that's also because I'm a Purdue fan, because uh, my cousin goes there. But anyway, six foot four, 266 pounds, and making this about me. Purdue, junior, uh, Alex, get into it a little bit. Yeah, um, with George Karloftis, probably my favorite like underrated prospect in this class. I really like George Karloftis. I think people don't like him because they don't think he has the athleticism for the NFL to be an elite edge rusher. I wouldn't say he's the like an athletic freak, but I think he also he's no slouch uh, in the athletic department. And I think we saw that at the combine. Really, uh, you know, it wasn't like he had a bad combine whatsoever. Uh, and he looked great in the drills as well. He's got a great first step. He's got great power rush and speed rush. He's a dynamic. He can do it all. He's got great hands, probably one of the best hands, bar Aiden Hutchinson, in this class. He, you know, he is great in run defense as well. He can stop the run. He's he's overall very solid, well-rounded. Maybe he's not as great in run defense as someone like Trayvon Walker or, you know, some of the, you know, other top two guys that we're going to talk about in a couple minutes, but he is very well-rounded. His length is not really ideal. Uh, that's something you do have to take into account with him and his agility, right? Maybe he's not the most agile, but I think he's agile enough to be a successful edge rusher in the NFL. I really like uh, George Karloftis. I think he's going to be really good, and I do believe he will go top 10. Uh, I'm fairly certain of it. I know a lot of people have him mocked in the teens, some even in the 20s. I think George Karloftis goes earlier. I think he's probably a guy who also interviews very well. Uh, and we all know that's very much an important thing. And I mean, like you said, something that always you know comes to mind when I when I watch him on tape is, like you said, the great first step, the burst off the line. Once that ball is snapped, he's one of the first guys to the quarterback, to the running back. Uh, you know, wherever you need him to be, he's going to get there, uh, and he's get the, he's going to get there really quick once he jumps off that line. Um, the, I, I would say for a quarterback, you get a little scared back there in the pocket. So. Going to his uh, his grades here, like you said, top 10 talent, early first round. The comp we have here is Trey Hendrickson. 
Athleticism, a 7. Pass rush, a 9. Run defense, a 7. Technique, an 8.5. We finally get away from those 7.8s, and we go into the 8s. 8-1 for George Karloftis. Now, like Alex said, these top two guys gets really fun here. Starting out with Kayvon Thibodeau. He's got a mock to the Giants in a few places. Uh, you know, can he slip to that five, that seven spot? We'll have to wait and see. Six foot four, 254 pounds, Oregon junior. Yeah, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau is a beast. He's got great athleticism. He's got great bend. He shows great power. He's explosive. He's got, you know, he does everything well. Uh, you know, maybe power rush leaves a bit to be desired, but he can improve that at the NFL level. He's built well. It's just he's got the perfect prototypical size for an elite edge rusher. I see a guy who the only possible con for this man is hand placement sometimes. That's something you see barely, but a little bit enough enough to be mentionable in this uh, review here or uh, in this list. Obviously, another con is his work ethic. I don't really see it. I, I know some people are like, you know, he takes plays off. He does that here. I don't see it really in his tape. I can't speak for how he is as a person. Don't know him. So, you know, I can't grade him on that. Never interviewed him, never talked to him. So I'm not going to comment on that as a pro or a con. I don't really, I didn't put it as a con because I don't see him taking plays off. I've ne- I don't really see it. So, you know, every player eventually gets a little bit tired. I think it's silly. I think it's a bit kind of like you're going after him, kind of like Mark when Micah Parsons was a, a bit uh, slandered, let's say, a little bit last draft season. I think the same thing. That was because of his like locker Thibodeau. room presence, though, and his view from teammates and how he's a bad a person uh, personally, things like that. I mean, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess, yeah. But then, you know, it seems, I, I mean, I can't, you know. I'm bad locker room on, presence, uh, and then we go out there and we select Kadarius Tony, who... As we know, also is not. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like he has. A, he had a great relationship with the coaches or getting uh, catches last year. So it was weird seeing that. Uh, you know, Micah Parsons slips down. You know, slips off the of Giants draft boards because he's a bad person. But then you also draft. Anyway, this isn't again the Micah Parsons Kadarius Tony video. But continue. <laughs> yeah, um, Kayvon Thibodeau, love him. Think he's going to be great at the NFL level. Yep. We'll see him at his pro day. Excited to see what more he can do. Uh, I think he's going top five. I don't think he gets to the Giants, but uh, you know, if he does, I'm snapping him up mm. in an instant. I have the card ready. And um, you mentioned you haven't interviewed him personally. Well, the Giants have. Uh, he spoke about that at the NFL Combine. Seems like the guy perfect for a big city. If the city goes down on him for not making a good play, he said uh, he talked about that. You know clear the mind move on to the next game he's you know he's he's been a uh, big star he's been in the spotlight ever since high school uh, so he knows how it feels unlike some guys who just can't handle the pressure of New York um, so moving on from that you talked about I think his speed 4.58 40 yard dash what I always like to see though with the strength 27 bench reps um when when he's going against the offensive line, he's just pushing them. He's pushing them back, pushing, pushing, and then like shoves them away. If the running back's coming, he's like ready. He's like goodbye, and then he tackles the running back to the ground. Uh, and they had they lose two or three yards. Um, but he, you know, normally it's the offensive linemen and their job is to kind of push the edge guys or just the D line away from them, right? That's their job. And it, from what it looks like, when Thibodeau goes against those big, heavy offensive linemen, he's the one pushing them. 
towards the back, towards the pocket. So something I like to see there. Instead of some guys, you know, who use their speed to kind of move around, he pushed, you know, he he kind of like pushes them back. Anyway, player comparison, Khalil Mack, grade top five talent, early first round, athleticism a nine, pass rush a nine, run defense a seven, technique an eight, uh, 8.4 is his uh, total score out of 10. And we move to the number one guy. If you don't know it, now you do. Aiden Hutchinson, 6'7", 260 pounds, Michigan senior. I mean, I mean, Alex, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he's great in the run game. His hand use, his technique is top-notch. It's already NFL level, uh, pretty close to it at least. He, You know, he's quick off the line, and he's got a variety of pass rushing moves, and that's always something that's good. He can, he can power rush, he can speed rush. Whatever you want him to do, Aiden Hutchinson can do. He's just a beast. Uh, you know, everyone saw his production at Michigan and it was truly impressive. And it really hit David Ajabo, which is hard to do considering how flashy, how athletic David Ajabo is. And David Ajabo was barely noticeable uh, next to Aiden Hutchinson. So something to take into account as well about how good Aiden Hutchinson is that he overshadowed David Ajabo to that extent. Some of his cons, uh, his ankle flexibility, and he has similar athleticism to George Karloftis, I'd say, but I think he's a bit more athletic. Um, and his bend is certainly something that maybe might be an issue, but I don't think it will be. But he certainly had a good combine, uh, and his three cone was crazy impressive, uh, something that shows great bend, and maybe that's not a problem uh, based on his three cone time. Yeah, six seventy, uh, six seven three three cone, and then the 20-yard shuffle, 4.15, ranked six and fourth, respectively, regardless of position. Uh, and then you talk about it, Alex. Uh, this is this is a guy that I think, compared to Kayvon Thibodeau, right, who I said uses his strength to kind of push off the offensive lineman, he, uh, in Hutchinson, is a guy who moves around them, who uses his speed and quickness to either get the sack or get the tackle, loss of yards. Um, you know, on a running back, he's very good in run defense, like you said. Uh, and then also getting the sack, he's shifty. He's able to move around those offensive linemen. Um, and I think that's it's really interesting because it's two different play styles between these top two guys uh, and how they get sacks, how they get tackles. Um, and that's just in my opinion. I mean, you could see it differently, uh, but I just think it's pretty interesting. They have two different play styles, and they're ranked the top two guys in this NFL draft. Uh, the comp, the comparison, I think this is a really good one. Joey uh, Bosa, a great top five, at this point, top three talent, right? We see him going to a lot of the time. Early first round, athleticism an 8.5, pass rush an 8.5, run defense a 9, technique a 9. And that gives the number one edge rusher in Hutchinson in the 2022 NFL Draft an 8.7 overall out of 10. All right. Well, that was the top edges in the 2022 NFL draft. We hope you enjoyed that, but don't worry. It's not done yet. We got cornerbacks coming up in just a minute, but before we do that, just some quick reminders for you listeners to do. You can hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Go down, drop those five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify again, again, or wherever you listen. Our podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, I believe, Google Podcasts. To find out more places, go to shipitstudios.com slash take. On there, you can find out all the places to listen. You can even listen right there on the website. Follow us on Twitter and TikTok at the Giant Take Pod. Alex on Twitter at Anoring23. 
I'm on Twitter at Joshola29. You can also follow The Giant Take on Instagram and Facebook, The Giant Take Podcast. And with that, I think I got most of the plugs in. I always like, you know, did I, did I get everything? I think I got everything. Um, so enjoy the top cornerbacks in this year's 2022 NFL Draft. So without further ado, Alex, I'm going to get right into it. Uh, and then we'll talk about this guy here, Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback six or the special mention. He is six foot. Uh, 194 pounds out of Clemson, a junior coming into this NFL draft. And I'll send it to you, Alex. How are you? And uh, let us know some pros and cons here on this guy out of Clemson. I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about some of these corners. This is a really deep cornerback class uh, and a lot of solid, solid players. So I'm excited to get talking about all of them here. And, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, possibilities for the Giants specifically to take early in the first round or maybe late second uh, or early second if they do fall. But here we have Andrew Booth Jr. Um, Andrew Booth Jr. for me, he's got great length. He's got great. He has a great burst and acceleration. He's got probably his biggest strength is his ball skills. Um, You know, I would say we're not really going to do comps for these uh, guys here uh, for corners because I kind of think it's tough to do a comp for corners. But if I were to do a comp for him, it would be Trayvon Diggs, uh, a slightly less ball hockey Trayvon Diggs uh, for Andrew Booth Jr. I kind of like that comparison a lot now that I just thought of it. Um, So enjoy everyone. And (laughs) I would also say uh, he's also really aggressive in the run game, and that's something you like to see out of your corners. He's not one of those guys who's just kind of going to sit there and watch. He's going to get his hands dirty and get involved in the run game. Um, A couple of his issues here. He didn't participate in the combine, so that's definitely, or, you know, any of the kind of test drills. Uh, I don't believe he, he didn't run the 40. He didn't do a whole bunch of things here. No, so, or the pro day or pro day or pro day either. So this is kind of indicative of the fact that he doesn't have very good long uh, distance speed. His tackling is, you know, despite being impactful in the running game, he's not the best tackler. Uh, so that's something that's going to need to improve at the NFL level. And like I mentioned before, his agility, his, change of direction is not exactly uh, the best either. So certainly some of his weak points, change of direction um, and long speed. His initial burst is good, but his long speed and agility uh, leaves some things to be desired for sure. And uh, because he missed the, the, the reason he missed that time, uh, pro day activities, NFL combine, quad injury. Uh, he's dealing with that right now. It was in pre-draft workouts so something to keep in mind which is why he's probably slipping down draft boards and he's our special mention here uh moving towards his grade probably still should slot in as that late first round pick hopefully if not early second round i don't know how far this injury is going to take him down list uh athleticism 6.5 instincts 8.5 man coverage 7 and zone coverage 7.5 which brings to a total of 7.4 for andrew booth jr Cornerback six, or our special mention here. Now we move on to the top five, and we start out with Roger uh, McCreary, cornerback five, five foot eleven inches tall, one hundred ninety pounds, Auburn. He's a senior. Alex, yeah, uh, with Roger McCreary, he's probably one of my favorite players in this draft class. Um, I know I say that a lot. I feel like I say that every single video, but no, I'm I'm <laughs> nodding my head a lot because I I was I was going to agree with you on that. But yeah, I say that constantly. But 
I actually mean it definitely with this guy. Um, he's great in man and press coverage. That's really what he's known for. He'll get close, you know, he'll get, he, he, you know, he's tough off the line of scrimmage. That's definitely something you see. And he is always tight to his man. And he's definitely more of a man corner than your, you know, a zone corner. So that's something you do have to keep in mind. Um, for the Giants, maybe not a big deal with the Wink Martindale system. He has good lateral speed and agility, something that's also important for a corner. He's a solid tackler. He also, you know, despite not being maybe a specialty uh, zone corner per se, he is still pretty solid in zone coverage, and he's got decent ball skills as well. Maybe not the same as someone like Andrew Booth Jr., some of the other guys we're going to get to a little bit later, uh, but still solid in those uh, in those areas and in those categories. In terms of his cons, uh, he doesn't have elite athleticism, only ran a bit more than a 4 540 there for Roger McCreary. And sometimes he does get a little bit over aggressive and you will see him get beat. uh, And some of the better quarterbacks will be able to take advantage of him if he doesn't fix that in the NFL level. But Roger McCreary, maybe not the most big athletic freak, a little bit undersized, but a really good player who I think will be really solid. Maybe he's not going to be an elite corner, but I think he's going to be one of those guys who he'll be a strong CB2 uh, for his entire NFL career. Yeah, a similar con with uh, McCreary with the sometimes like overcommitting, sort of similar to Booth when I saw watching his film, his con of like kind of not overcommitted, but he sometimes gets a little greedy uh, and wants the ball, wants to get those pass deflections that I feel like, you know, that's some stuff. That's a similar con between all college players and something that they'll most likely improve at the NFL level. McCreary uh, had a total of 35 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, six interceptions, 30 passes deflected. Also one pick six at his time with Auburn named a first team All-American by the AP after his final year at Auburn. So we now move into uh, his grade. Another late first round pick here. Athleticism six and a half. Instinct seven and a half. Man coverage an eight and a half. And then zone coverage a seven and a half. Putting our number five cornerback Roger McCreary at a 7.4 out of 10. We move to cornerback four. Kalir Alam. I believe is how you say his last Kair name. Alam. Double I, Kair. I think, right? Yeah, double oh, I. Kair, oh, Kair. Elam. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Kair Elam, uh, six foot one, 191 pounds, Florida, um, and I believe that University of, right? So a uh, junior uh, from the University of Florida. Yeah, Elam is kind of a guy I wasn't familiar with until very, very recently, but I was watching a bit of his tape and I was certainly impressed. He's a great tackler. He's aggressive, similar to McCreary. He's very tight to his man in man coverage. Um, but I feel like he's maybe a tiny bit better in zone coverage. So that's something maybe that is an advantage. Uh, obviously, we have him high, higher or more highly ranked than Roger McCreary. Um, he's got great speed and athleticism, and that's really what sets him apart. Uh, you know, he he ran a 4.3940. Uh, he's certainly quick. He's got great size and length at six foot one, 191 pounds, like you mentioned. Um, and he's just a really solid corner all around. Maybe not as strong. Uh, in one facet, whether it's man coverage or zone coverage, but he's got all the physical tools to be very good at the NFL level. Couple of cons with him. I in some of the film I've watched, in some of the run defense, uh, in some of the run defense plays, he almost seems like not interested in uh, in stopping the run. So that's something that maybe he needs to work on a bit, get a little bit more excited in the run game. Um, and he's also like we mentioned with the last couple sometimes a bit over aggressive and that may come back to haunt him 
at the NFL level, again, needs to be a little bit more disciplined uh, when he moves out of college. So something to keep an eye out for and defensive coordinators and defensive back coaches will need to help him with when he gets to the next level. It's funny you say that, Alex, about the running, uh, the, the running back plays or the plays involving a run, a run play. Um, a top one of the top three guys also uh, kind of or like I, I feel like that's just a cornerback thing when I was watching film on the all the top three guys who will go to very soon there were just some plays where they just it was a run play um, and they just didn't look like they were involved in it or even wanted to get involved at all they're just like all right my linebackers defensive lineman got that and I think that's also that has to do with trust in the defense it also can mean they're tired from the player two plays before three plays before uh, but yeah, it's something funny that you that you noted on. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of circle back to that for a second. His career stats in 30 games played 78 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, 20 passes defended, and five interceptions. So moving to his grade, a mid to late first round pick, athleticism eight, instinct seven, man coverage eight, zone coverage seven and a half, which totals out to a 7.6 for Kair Alam, our cornerback three. Um, cornerback, cornerback four, cornerback four. four. Now on to our cornerback three. Let's do that. Now, Trent McDuffie, um, the five foot 11, 193 pound, uh, Washington senior Alex, what's the report on him? So Trent McDuffie's an interesting one. I've seen people have him as high as CB one and as low as CB six. So he's certainly someone that's kind of opinionated. Uh, you know, people have different opinions about we have him here right smack in the middle of those two numbers at number three. He's a great run defender. Uh, he definitely gets involved in the run game, and he does defend the run. He's a good tackler. Uh, he's solid in man and zone. I feel like he's pretty. He's probably the most even in man and zone out of any corner in this class. He's got good ball skills and anticipation. Uh, maybe not as good as some, you know, someone like Booth or some other players that we're going to get to um, before the end of this video. Uh, but certainly good in that aspect as well. Good instincts. He's also a good athlete, uh, and that's something that's important. He's not like a insane athlete, but he's certainly a, you know an above average athlete. He doesn't have great length. That's one of his cons. Uh, he's a little bit undersized, Trent McDuffie. So something that may impact him at the next level. Doesn't really project to be a slot guy, um, despite his size. You know, none of these guys really are. And again, the 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 fun one. A little bit over aggressive at times. I want to, you know, maybe it's the same for all of these guys, but you still want to put it on there uh, because in college, sometimes a lot of these corners are a little bit over aggressive and that's something that you still need to mention, even if it's true for a lot of them. So uh, still put that on the list here, but I like McDuffie a lot and uh, we'll see how he does at the next level, but we have him here as CB3. This guy's got a lot of tackles, uh, 71 in his career, uh, his career total or 94 in his career total, 71 solo tackles. Uh, he has four, four and a half tackles for a loss, one sack, two interceptions, um, and two or three, excuse me, forced fumbles. Now moving on to his grade, mid first round pick, really athleticism, seven and a half instincts, eight man coverage, eight zone coverage, eight totaling out to a 7.9 out of 10 for now our cornerback three, Trent McDuffie. We'll go from three to two. Can I count down? Yes, I can. Derek Stingley Jr. Um, I would say these top two guys before, I don't know, a month or two ago, we're kind of debating who's number one, who's number two. Now the clear cut number one, number two on most lists is the same. Although I still see Stingley Jr. at number one on some lists out there. 
six foot one, 195 pounds, junior coming from LSU. Yeah. Um, some, a certain someone who was at number one ended up running a four, four 40 at six, three. And that made it kind of a little bit of a different story, which no one expected him to run that quick. If we're being honest with ourselves. So it is a little bit different. Stingley for me is someone who's really weird to evaluate because you're really just going off his freshman season. And that obviously was what, two years ago now? Tough, right? You don't know. He's dealt with injuries and I think that will bring him down, right? Injuries are something that linger. They're not something that go away. Sometimes, you know, I'll get to this in a minute, but sometimes there's been reports of a little bit of laziness on the part of Derek Stingley Jr., you know, can't speak to that myself, can only speak to what I see on the field and on the tape. In his freshman year, you don't really see that. In later years, sophomore, junior, a little bit. Uh, but then again, maybe is that some injury fatigue, stuff like that, you don't really know. But I want to get to his pros first. He's got great speed. He's physical, uh, like a you know a couple of the other guys we've mentioned, but he's extremely physical, and he was the best corner in the country as a freshman, uh, and that's something, you know, you don't see a lot um, from freshman corners. He's got great ball skills and anticipation. His instincts are definitely top tier and he's good in man and zone coverage, but definitely specializes in man. Um, He does, like I mentioned before, seem sometimes a little bit fatigued slash lazy on tape. And again, like I mentioned before, only one year of solid tape and the injury history make him a really, really tough grade. Uh, Probably one of those guys that you could have probably as a third round pick uh, if you really wanted to, or you could have him as an early first round top five talent. We're kind of in between, I guess. Um, But Derek Stingley Jr., a really interesting prospect. I'm going to be fascinated to see where he goes in the draft. And now going into his stats a little bit, total of 73 tackles, seven uh, tackles for loss, zero sacks, six interceptions, and two force fumbles. We now move into... Uh, Stingley's grades here starting with he's an early first round pick I would say early to mid first round pick athleticism an eight instincts eight man coverage eight and a half and zone coverage eight and a half totaling up to an 8.0 for our cornerback two, Derek Stingley Jr. Now on to our cornerback one if you didn't know well you should check out uh, the most recent video bef- before this or like two or three videos ago now on Anad Sauce Gardner which is out a complete draft profile on him. I did a couple of days ago, so you, you, you can definitely go check that out. And we're going to talk about him here now because he's the cornerback one on this list. Six foot three, 200 pounds, a junior out of Cincinnati. What this guy does at six, three, 200 pounds runs a four, four forty has, you know, one of the, one of the bigger lengths we've ever seen coming out of the draft. It's just truly impressive for this guy. And he really deserves the sauce nickname for sure. Uh, He's great in man and zone coverage, but again, really specializes in man coverage. Zero touchdowns allowed in his entire collegiate uh, career. He's also a solid tackler. He's effective in the run game. He's not scared uh, to tackle in the run game and get his hands dirty. Like I mentioned before, great length again, uh, and he's got great ball skills. He's someone who gets interceptions. Uh, You know, he's able, he has a nose for the ball. Uh, That's what I kind of was looking to say there. Certainly got a nose for the ball. Cons, really only one here. He does get beat over the top at times. Um, Maybe, I wouldn't say necessarily he doesn't have the speed because we saw he ran the uh, 4-4-40, but maybe he doesn't have that long distance speed 
where he does get beat over the top. So that might be a concern against some of these really fast receivers that you have in the NFL. Uh, and that's something that's a con for him. And then he, you know, he may be, he is a little bit touchy. Uh, he could get penalized in the NFL uh, a bit more than he did in college as well. So something to think about, but really like Sauce Gardner. And uh, I'm, you know, excited to see where he goes as well. And I think the Giants may be a possible destination. I'm going to take what I have from the video here so I don't have to look for more information. And his true freshman year, he had 31 tackles and three interceptions, two of which he returned for touchdowns. He also tallied 11 pass defending and eight pass breakups. Uh, and then in 2020, that led him to be the top of his depth chart. And then in 2021, he was the a consensus All-American, the ACC Defensive Player of the Year in all three seasons. Um, he was an All-American, I believe, in 2019, 2020, and 2021. He was all first team AC. Oh, um, I think in all three seasons, 2019, 2020, and 2021, Gardner was all first team ACC. So basically a three-time first team all say ACC uh, for Ahmad Sauce Gardner. And then got the nickname Sauce from his love of Sauce uh, by his youth football coach when he was six years old. So that's something I found out there uh, when doing research for that video. His grade, he's a top 10 talent, early first round pick. We had him going to the New York Giants with their seventh pick in our 1.0 mock draft. Got a YouTube comment about it uh, saying, we don't need quarterbacks. We don't need quarterbacks. I already addressed that in the video, but I can do it again now. The Giants still need quarterbacks, okay? They do, whether you want to admit it or not. I, I mean, Alex... You can really speak on it if you want to. I think it's pretty obvious. But um, anyway, you got me shaking my head over that. Anyway, athleticism, seven and a half. Instincts, nine. Man coverage, nine and a half. Zone coverage, eight. Tallying out to a total of eight and a half out of 10 for our cornerback number one. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.